0: fantasy NBA hybrid podcast brought to you by Jalen Hussie, Kyle Stein, and Michael Kimball. We are here in week 10 of the NBA season. In the East, it's the Nets, Bulls, Cavs, Bucks, and Jalen's Heat while Kyle's Detroit Pistons and my Detroit Pistons are winning the race to the bottom of the standings and high draft picks. In the West, it's the Suns, Warriors, and the only two teams in the NBA with double Zs in their names, the Jazz and Grizzlies. Not sure we expected to see the Grizzlies there or the Cavs and Bulls uh, there in the East, but um, nice surprises uh, for the season so far. And the other thing to know about where we are at this point in the NBA season, we've passed the December 15th uh, trade marker. So a lot of guys became trade eligible in this last week. And the other thing to know is that the NBA is very sick right now i think we the nba was one of the first things that brought the uh, pandemic to everybody's attention when it first started, guys um, getting COVID and not playing, and that whole series. And we're seeing a really bad version of it happening again, which I find generally disappointing that the NBA is participating in this. They sort of led the way last time in making things safer. They're still doing better than some sports organizations, but I really don't want anybody to die over this. I love basketball. I wish basketball would keep going, but I'm not sure it should under these circumstances. So there's your op-ed piece uh, for this episode of the Shot Tower Pod. Let's get into some trades. Mark Stein declared the two most probable trades to come up at the trade deadline. You guys want to guess at who they are?
1: Is it not Ben Simmons? It's not Ben Simmons. Uh, Miles Turner? Nope. Nobody on the Pacers. Wow.
0: Which is a little surprising.
1: Someone, uh, DeAaron Fox?
0: Nope. Is
1: it still Jeremy Grant? Yep. One of them?
2: Yeah.
0: Yep. Grant Grant is one of them. Um just, you know, that that wing guy and the other is a scorer on a really easy
2: contract. Hmm. Scorer on a really easy contract.
0: Sixth man right now?
1: Jordan Clarkson.
0: You're getting really close. Gave up way too much money last season.
1: Oh, Oh, Schroeder. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And those seem like two obvious ones. I definitely think those will go down. Um, What what, what do the Celtics want back for Schroeder?
1: I don't know. The Celtics are a mystery to me. I feel like I watched them play the other night against the Warriors, and they have a lot of good players. Jason Tatum is really good. Jalen Brown is really good. Marcus Smart is obviously really good. Josh Richardson is having a bit of a resurgence this year. Robert Robert Williams Williams III is really good. (laughs) Yeah, But it just, it always looks like things.
0: playing out of his hat.
1: Yeah, yeah. He was unfortunately out this game due to health and safety protocols. But, yeah, it just feels like everything is so much harder for them than it needs to be. Like, there's (laughs) just, like, You know, there's some lack of continuity there that makes them not as good as the, you know, individual players on their own. But what do they want back? I mean, I guess, I mean, they need a point guard. That's sort of the ironic thing is like, I mean, maybe Schroeder isn't the long term answer, but I mean, it feels like part of the problem with this team is like I tweeted this out at the time. Like, let's get Robert Williams, the third to a team with some better passers on it, like the dunks (laughs) that he's capable of doing, I feel like are being you know, poorly used or not used enough just because there isn't enough passing on this team. Yeah. There also, ironically, is not a ton of shooting. Like, obviously, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are pretty solid shooters. And um, I'm not sure what Horford's number are numbers are this year, but, you know, historically, he's been decent for a big. Yeah, but other than definitely that, basically, still. nobody else can shoot threes. So that limits the spacing to a certain amount. Right. And I'm just like, yeah, it just feels like we're not seeing the best versions of each player because they don't have that additive element you know like they sort of need a point guard who can get to the rim score at the basket draw fouls get other players involved so that all the playmaking doesn't have to fall on Jalen Brown and and Jason Tatum because that's not their best skill set
2: right is there is there a trade here with the Bucks? I would look at, I look at the league and I'm like, who, who really needs a point guard, you know, and, and kind of like. Who do the um, Bucks send back? Um, I don't know. I mean, DiVincenzo, the, the I don't know. Um, I, I'm making up things. I'm yeah. basically, I mean, I'm only I think looking, they
0: need a real
2: ball handler. Right. And they don't have it. Like, right. I, I, yeah. I, I was, I just look at, you know, what Jalen said is that, yeah. Right. Which is the Celtics do still need a point guard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the trouble is the only teams that are going to trade for a Dennis Schroeder probably are going to be teams that need a point guard or, mm-hmm. um, or at least need an off the bench scorer who can handle the ball. And uh, the, as I'm looking through the list, there just aren't that many of those. I mean, the Knicks are one um, the, right. um, but it's tough because basically all of the guards that they already have are kind of sixth man type players. So why do you want another six man right. type player? Um, but I just think that he could actually play really well with Giannis and like a lot of his limitations would be shored up by the way that they played ball. And um, it, it's in all likelihood, given the, uh, you know, competing in the same conference and all these things, um, like, it's just like, it's moot to begin with, but right. um What else do you see? Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking around at depth charts, and
0: I'm not finding a point guard. (laughs) Somebody is going to trade them right now. Kemba's Uh, available,
1: right? Yeah, they would (laughs) love to
0: have Kemba back, and he's starting again, even though he's declared that he and Tibbs have very poor communication. So I don't expect that to go very well after he's been put back in the uh, starting lineup. The Cavaliers, maybe?
1: That's yeah, late. I mean, I don't know what the books are. I don't know what the numbers, if it's possible for them to trade Schroeder for, and a couple of picks for, yeah, They're I guess they Rubio. could get Rubio. Or can They're they not trade for up Colin Garland. Sexton?
0: Nobody wants Sexton. I think Sexton getting hurt has proved that the Cavaliers are, and nobody else is going to win with Colin Sexton taking those shots.
2: I mean, the trouble right now is that the Cavs are, you know, the third seed in the Eastern Conference right now and don't want to be giving up a player of Rubio's caliber and who organizes their team so well. Yeah. Um, but it does make sense for the Celtics. I mean, Rubio would shore up so many of their limitations though,
0: too. Like Rubio is one of their guys, not on the timeline. Everybody else there who's a significant player is on the timeline.
2: Yeah. But when you're avoiding the play-in at this point, I think you're just playing it out. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, sure. Also, Colin Sexton is probably one of the few players who's a worse uh, creator and passer than, <laughs> than a shooter in the league. So that doesn't really help the Celtics. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, he, he would yeah. be the same guy, but worse. <laughs>
1: yeah, like obviously a better score, but not helping in the passing department. Right.
0: Better score, better free throw shooter, but not bringing a ton else. Um, the the Nuggets man, really,
2: the Nuggets could use a shrewder at this point, but yeah. they're not going to be willing to give up anything because no. they're because their limitations are short term. Yeah.
0: The one other piece I've seen, you know, batted around with the Celtics is, is you know for the last couple of years, Brown and Tatum have been the future, but now you see them discussing breaking that the the Celtics breaking that up.
1: Do um, they actually trade
2: I, Brown here? They should have done it for AD a long time ago. Sure yeah in hindsight (laughs) def like
1: yeah i feel like there's no way ad stays in boston though that's the problem nobody wants to play in boston i mean
2: yeah yeah except tatum and brown right now which is one of the reasons not to trade them
1: (laughs) yeah i mean i was gonna say uh do do you think the lakers have any interest in dennis schroeder I would
0: love him going back to the Lakers
1: here. (laughs) Kendrick Nunn for Dennis Schroeder. Nunn still hasn't played this year. He's under contract for next year. The money is pretty close. Uh, Maybe they
0: want THT instead.
1: Yeah, but the Lakers prioritize THT in the offseason, so I I doubt they're going to trade him.
2: Yeah, there's no way that that happens. I don't know.
0: Maybe LeBron changes his mind and they trade him. I mean... It would take Schroeder
2: ch- changing his mind too. I mean, and
0: <laughs> well, I, and I, Russ, I Russ has been discussed as a piece being traded out yeah, if they could figure it no out. I don't is, know how they do that. No but. one is,
2: the Lakers don't have enough assets to make someone take Russ. No, no,
0: yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what it would be. I don't know, even. I mean, are there other pieces beyond Taylor Horton Tucker and Kendrick Nunn that no. oh. Are, are there any
2: other tradeable I, I don't even know if you consider those really pieces. I mean, we've said before that we thought that the Pistons trading for THT. What was that trade again? Oh right, um, where we thought not terrible for the Pistons. Like, yeah, we was threw it part of a Jeremy Grant there? thing?
0: It was. It was Grant, but it was it was none and something else coming back,
2: and I'm not seeing it now. Yeah, I mean, it's like for the. I think the pistons can get more for jeremy grant but i i don't yeah. i don't hate it i mean i think i think on the timeline to have tht and cade would be pretty interesting
0: i mean i kind of think the lakers are screwed here unless unless some fran, friend of the group you know decides like yep i'm doing that and you know somehow takes a discount and ends up there i I don't see how they get out of this mess they've created. Isaiah Thomas is not the answer.
2: So, do I get a moment today for the Suns um, rising above the Warriors now? Um, yeah. Uh, as I, I've been saying for a while, that I thought that they were the stronger and I think uh, more fearsome of the the two top teams in the West. Um, yeah. And and they've just been killing it recently and.
0: They have been. I think maybe we have to reserve some judgment until Clay gets back and Wiseman right, shows but up. A, but yeah, the Suns just jer- got
2: back. Booker just yeah, got back. They've been playing well,
0: this is one of the things I love about the Suns. I love the Vale McGee pickup in the offseason, shoring up Huge. that piece. And they've ju- those guys. Everybody just shows up, whether it's, whether it's Cameron Johnson showing up with Booker out and putting up real numbers and taking a bigger role, whether it's campaign filling in in some way there, like, those guys just keep showing up. Do they need another piece or will they run with this?
1: I mean, I think you can always get another piece, or you can always benefit from getting another piece. Um, I'm not sure precisely who that would be. You know, maybe another player in the Jay Crowder mold for them. You know, they they got rid of Tory Craig, which is sort of surprising. Um, I've yeah, he
0: had really good small small minute moments for them last year, and they don't have that guy.
2: True. Yeah, I mean, because if Jay Crowder gets in foul trouble in a well, playoff game or. Then- I mean,
0: I don't love my backup being Landry Shamit.
1: Like, yeah, I'm (laughs) someone who's sort of skeptical of Landry Shamit, but I, I, I've in the times that I've watched him play this season, he's looked more, he's looked quicker and like slightly more explosive. Um, he's still a liability to a certain degree on defense, but he has looked uh just slightly quicker off the dribble and with his first step this year, but. His ball handling isn't great, um, and I mean we've seen Cameron Payne fill in really well as a backup uh, point guard. But right. yeah, just removing some of that wing talent with uh, you know Dario Saric is obviously a big. He's right. going to be out. No, as we said before, just like no one else in that Jay Crowder mold. Um, but I mean, I think the very obvious trade that people Jaylen, are I think it's, for I think it's a, I think is, it's a
2: um, super smart point thing to point out because. Um, I'm looking at their roster right now and I'm thinking about your framing about the Jay Crowder replacement and it almost single handedly makes me favor the Warriors again. I was like, I was like, you're right. There's just no one. He gets in foul trouble. He gets injured. They're toast. They have no one else who can do that. And the Warriors are like three deep at basically every position, it seems like. It seems like down to the 15th man, they are competent. And
0: the Suns do not have that depth, you know, by, by the nine guy or maybe, to, you know, we're getting to Frank Kaminsky and Landry Shama. And I'm not feeling confident at that point. Who'd you, yeah. who, who, who'd you have possibly coming in, Jalen?
1: I think some combination of Dario Sarge. And Jalen Smith, um,
0: who's been on the block.
1: Yeah. will need to be traded for them to make a move. Um, I don't know, you know, a popular name has been, um, Thad Young in San Antonio. He's not really playing much. He kind of fits that wing slash playmaking big. He can switch on defense. Can't really shoot. Um, yeah, but he can pass. um, Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. Maybe Josh Hart are the Pelicans would the Pelicans be willing to get rid of Josh Hart. Um, Players in in that sort of mold. The thing is, it's it's so confusing now with the play in teams who are ostensibly out of it might convince themselves that they are not and be unwilling to trade. Can they trade for Larry Nance? Like have the Blazers soured on him? He's now starting, so maybe they haven't. But you know well, that was uh, more McCullum's. a
0: souring on Covington, I think, yeah. Than, yeah. than a, a favorite. Maybe they can get dance. Covington. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody of somebody's gonna t- trade for Covington in this offseason and he will yeah. I'm predicting a a playoff
2: blossoming of Robert Orey proportions for Robert Covington. I just want the Ben Simmons trade and a number of other trades to happen because the Blazers and Sixers are two teams that I'll like root against at times. Cause I'm like, Oh man, if they just, if they just lose enough, then maybe they make the trade that we all want. The the
0: Blazers are getting there, um, but and, and before we before uh, we're gonna go, we'll go to the Simmons trade next to 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 see where he might land. But I'm wondering, are the Suns good enough? This run that everybody has seen that veterans are buying out and showing up in Phoenix this year, the way they haven't the last two years.
1: I think so. I mean, Phoenix is a nice place, you know. Yeah. They're not too far from LA nightlife and things like that. So I feel like I feel like they should, right? I mean, I don't know who those players are. I mean the, are. The, Bucks well, are getting... yeah, that... the
2: Bucks are getting winning organization. Yeah, the Bucks are getting buyouts. I, I really think that for sure the Suns can.
0: I I you know, I would love to see that even out a bit and then not all go to the Lakers
2: or Yeah. You know. Does anyone <laughs> want to go to the Lakers?
0: Who does at this point? What what vet is making that decision who isn't LeBron or you know, Russ's best buddy.
1: Oh man! You can't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. No, that's that reaction know everybody's gonna have when it comes up. I don't know if there's a great amount of great, great enough amount of best buddy yeah someone wants to go play with that's, that team that's right now.
0: serious serious friendship i mean it's how deandre jordan ended up on the team to begin with but that was in the reverse of what we're talking about so yeah i don't i don't know if that happens um let's go to your ben simmons trade kyle what's best for ben here Who, what team benefits most who most wants to have him and what do the sixers get back
2: so murky yeah (laughs) um really just about any other Ben Simmons is an elite NBA player for his defense and I think that any team could benefit from having that and his like playmaking in transition um in that sense it's like the best thing for Ben Simmons is just to be really anywhere where he can play again um and how the heck that's going to play out right now i was hoping that by now you know a week into the you know week post december 15th that we might start to hear some chatter um yeah and uh, yeah and we got it like the day of, the kind of like obligatory. There was sure. Ben Simmons talk on Twitter. And, and it faded and, really quickly. Yeah, yeah. I was I mean, terribly
0: disappointed. And we still don't yeah. have the Somebody any got, December yeah. 15
2: trades. None Somebody yet. got their clicks. And, uh, and then it was just over.
0: <laughs> right, right. I um, need a trade to happen. I need this little cascade of things to begin.
1: I mean, the thing is, it's so tough to find a trade for Simmons I mean it is and it isn't right it's like if Dame wants out there's a trade if Daryl Morey comes off his high horse and accepts CJ McCullum, there's a trade right. um De'Aaron Fox if the Kings sour on De'Aaron Fox or make the calculated decision to move on from him there's it a feels trade. like
0: they're already there
1: I mean Halliburton has been bawling out uh, yeah. in the past three games that uh, De'Aaron Fox has been ha- in health uh, and safety protocol. I, I
0: think that's going to give the Kings a lot of confidence in a reset with Halliburton and Davion Mitchell. Yeah,
1: I think he's had 11 assists in back-to-back games. He's had a double-double uh, in both those games. Yeah, they I think haven't he gotten 24 in. Each what
0: are the game. What do the Kings get for Fox and Buddy Healed? Hmm.
1: I mean the the thing is the Sixers don't have anything else to give since they probably <laughs> <That's true. laughs> they probably want to keep Maxi. Um, I mean yeah they have to he's their
0: only point right now. Shake Milton doesn't quite count as far as I'm concerned, but you know functional. But that's yeah. it. Seth Curry becomes the de facto point guard at that point. I mean yeah
1: yeah I mean there's also the there's D'Angelo Russell if you want to do some sort of three team trade. Uh, concoction. I mean, that's probably never going to happen because of the relationship between Towns and Russell, but like, you know, there could be a two-team deal, Russell for Ben Simmons plus picks, but obviously Darryl is probably not going to do that. Maybe you get the Sixers involved and Russell goes to the Sixers and Jeremy Grant goes to the the Philly and Simmons goes to uh, the Timberwolves. I would love to see. I want to see a Pistons,
2: Pacers, Sixers trade where the Pacers somehow come out with a team that has Ben Simmons and Miles Turner and a number of shooters around them. Um, And I think that they could be really interesting that way. Uh, Like think, think about the two, think about Miles Turner and Ben because Miles, you know, you get Sabonis out of the way and you, you open him up to be his, um, hopefully he doesn't actually want to like play out of the post like you get you get him a chance maybe to do a little bit of that but like you he's basically a stretch big and an elite rim protector with ben simmons being able to guard the point of attack um and then just a bunch of shooters around them who can hopefully play some competent defense and uh they could turn i wonder if chris you know we'll have to ask friend of the pod chris whether he thinks that that could be a uh Uh, a fun scenario, but I was just like, you've got, you know, they've already said they want to reset. You've got Levert. Um, Levert could be interesting for what the Sixers need. Um, You've got uh, Sabonis as someone who you could, you know, sort of like flip for other pieces and all these things. You just basically do just like a complete overhaul and bring in, um, I mean, Laverge is like an t-
0: interesting piece there. You know, back when he was with the, the the Nets and they were really terrible, he was running that second unit after he came back from injury and just truly blossomed in that role. Uh, you know, I could see the same thing happening here with the Sixers.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I want to see the Simmons trade as well. Um, I, I mean, it's just like, yeah, rid us of our misery, please. Um, so we <laughs> right. can all just move on. <laughs> right. um, Doc is like has quotes in the media now talking about, you know, we don't really know what our team is. We're not getting anything from Ben, but whoever we get for him will help us out. Um, I mean, there's no way that Maury would take this, but Gordon Hayward and PJ Washington and a bunch of picks. What about this one? I thought this one was interesting. Thad Young, Derek White, Lonnie Walker for Simmons, and Matisse Dybel with the Spurs.
0: Sounds possible. I like it for both
2: teams in different ways. We've had the conversation about DeJounte and, and Ben Simmons before and uh and it's just interest like how how do you think of the the two of them? I mean that you can swap like,
1: out uh if you want, you can swap out Derek White for DeJounte Murray I think they make similar money um but I just think that is just better (laughs) DeJounte
2: (laughs) well I was thinking you know and I think that he he his value is lessened by having Ben Simmons in the fold because the things that Ben Simmons would want to do would detract from what DeJounte does you know that um yeah Well, but DeJounte does a lot
0: more running the offense in the half court and getting assists there. And and so it would be, you know, Simmons in transition. But when they move into that half court offense, I think the ball's in DeJounte's
2: hands rather than Ben's. Could be interesting. And then you you put uh, Ben in the dunker spot the way the the Sixers have and all that. Yeah, yeah, or even the way
0: that the Warriors and i are way. using
2: Bruce Brown and Gary Payton the second. Yeah. That I'll put it this plan. way. I wouldn't be taking DeJounte as a daily fantasy play with Ben Simmons on the team until his value no. readjusted. Uh, no, I've
0: been running DeJounte in a lot of my dailies
2: and he's been doing fabulous for me. It got me a bunch of wins.
0: It would hurt him. Yeah. If Simmons was on that team, I would not be making that play.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. I also traded, well, Lonnie, I don't know what his numbers are, but like at least a shooter in theory. Um, And they also are getting back Matisse-Thibault. So another semi-non-shooter. So they would definitely be strapped for spacing and shooting under that scenario. I think even though right now the money, I'm not sure if, I feel like Murray signed an extension recently, but you know, it looks like their money is pretty similar, Derek White and DeJounte Murray. So, I mean, White, well, I mean, White's not shooting the ball particularly well either at oh, the moment. No. So it's like Murray's not taking many, but I think he's shooting them better than White at the moment. So it's like, I don't know, a little bit. He's one, had some hot nights. Another, yeah. you know, yeah. like half, it would be know.
2: really interesting to see Theibel traded with Ben Simmons, though, because if you watch the games this year, one of the things that you notice is that um, they have to put eyeball into the sort of primary um defender role um which picks up the other team's best guy which really limits his kind of like robert covington type plays where he's the free safety who can go around and just pick people off and like just cause havoc everywhere with ben simmons out he hasn't been able to do that because they just they need him in other roles um, so it's kind of like I like that pairing of Ben Simmons and Thibault. Ben together, Simmons, then-
1: Matisse Thibault, Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson, Jakob Purtle. That's a lot of defense. That's all
2: right. It's, it's yeah. going to be
1: tough to score on that, on that
2: <laughs> team. Well, you're going to have a tough time scoring, though, with that
1: team. <laughs> yeah. is going to be playing some 90s basketball. Right.
2: Right.
0: Um, we've brought up Jeremy Grant a bunch. I've been talking about this trade since last season. I think, uh, you know, at some point, they I, I assume they have to trade Grant out. Uh, teams are after him this year. I don't know if he'll have a, have a higher trade point than this. Uh, and also, I just kind of, as, as much as I like him on the team for the Pistons, I want Cade to be getting some of those more, those, some of those finishing reps that are going to Grant um would love to see him moved who do the pistons like i don't really care where he lands <laughs> in, a, in a certain way what i want to know is who the pistons get back
1: that's a good question because what are they looking for right are they looking for yeah. like immediate talent upgrade like another semi-veteran player young but still has been in the league a little bit or are they just looking for Uh, Draft assets and young players. um... This was the
2: reason why I actually didn't completely, you know, turn down the idea of THT. I was like, I mean, if you gave me the option of Jeremy Grant now or Taylor Horton Tucker for, you know, three, four years, I might take that. I watched him play. And I think that if he's on a team where he actually can be featured you know, more, um, he could do some interesting things and, uh, he's so long. And so like, he's already getting, um, I mean, he's on that trajectory where you could see him being like an elite, like steals guy for fantasy, if he, if he were, um,
0: I mean, I'm just sort of looking at the Pistons depth chart here, and I'm assuming Killian Hayes is never going to get there. So they need a new one. They need another one, two. Sadiq Bey took a step back. I still think he gets there and is a functional three. Isaiah Stewart, I don't know. I know you've watched a lot of Pistons games, Kyle. I feel like he's maybe not a winning five in this league. I see him getting pushed around a lot this year. I see him being a little undersized there and being exploited by some of the bigger fives. I'm not sure he's South that slump. guy.
2: Could Southwest be. Slump
0: too. Yeah, could be.
2: I, I actually have not written him off yet.
0: I'm – I think I like not carrying him on my fantasy team that I'm repeatedly disappointed, but um, yeah, I'm worried about that spot too.
2: Yeah. I mean, he broke out in such a, you know, awesome way last year and like you kind of always expect hmm. progress to be linear, but it rarely is. And sure. uh, I think that he, he, he's still a very interesting player and, you know, he moves really well. And I think that his shooting is an area that he could really develop. And, you know, what happens if he does turn into a kind of, um, you know, even gets to like miles Turner level efficiency from outside. Um, Right. Like he could be, he could be really, really effective. Um, Yeah. I, I definitely don't write him off. I don't trade him yet. I don't, I don't give up development. What do you think in, Jaylen, well,
0: I don't, I don't think was shaking uh, his head for you. Those of you merely listening and not looking at us right now, but I think I agree with Jalen shaking his head in that. I don't think Stewart develops a jump shot. I don't ever see yet.
1: it. Yeah, that was my thinking. I mean, the, the, the ironic thing is that miles Turner is less efficient than you would think from three point range. Um, but I still, like Michael was saying, I don't think that Stewart is going to get to that level. It's just the shot doesn't seem to come naturally for him. No, no, um, all. You know, I think he wants to play in the paint. I mean, it's possible, right? It's possible. I have He's haven't...
2: 20 years old, and it's kind yeah. of like when it, when <laughs> I, But sure, that when doesn't
1: automatically mean that he'll improve. No, no, no.
2: But what I was saying is, like, when I project forward who he will be five years from now, it's almost easier for me to see him being a capable shooter than what it is for me to see him being a much bigger, stronger player. He's already got a ton of strength, you know. And I—he well, doesn't.
0: Yeah, I mean, he does in a way, but th- that's what's confused me about the play I've seen from him. Is I see him getting boxed out, pushed out of plays by by bigger, better fives, and he just seems not. Even though he's, there, there's clearly effort there, the effort isn't resulting in good basketball situations.
2: Uh, he is undersized. I mean, to be playing as a center, I mean, he's 6'8", and yeah. well, I don't know six, what his exact weight is. but I think
0: 250 is what they run him at, yeah. which is, you know, big dude, but yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it it does. It seems like he's playing smaller somehow this year. Like last yeah. year, it seemed yeah. like he was delivering the blows. He was playing with energy. Guys couldn't keep him off the offensive glass. But now as a starter, it just seems like, you know, he looks small sometimes. It looks like he's yeah. fighting for the rebounds, but it just kind of looks like a guy sort of like fighting and flailing who's clearly undersized. Um, would, would you Pistons fans uh, like, Colin Sexton on your team as no, a six man? No,
0: no, 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 never.
1: <laughs> no, I,
0: don't, I, don't, I don't. We got Saban Lee down the death chart. What do we need Colin Sexton for?
1: I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> you you kind of need a lot right now. So I'm just I mean, saying. How, yeah, we've Sexton got Frank Jackson. Really... We got
0: Frank Jackson. Like, like he does the same thing. Oh, Points man. and nothing else. There you go. You got two guys doing it. How many others yeah. do we need?
1: Well, I can assure you that Colin Sexton's <laughs> agent is not going to be submitting this podcast to the Cavs when it comes time to negotiate his next contract.
0: <laughs> Definitely not. I mean, you know, I love Diallo there. I like, uh, he it's I good. Prefer- yeah. He, he looked, looked good and- recently. I still see possibility there. And I know you guys are high on saving late, but I still see some upside there. He's improved really quickly.
2: His size, I, do, I mean, that—that's the real limiting factor yeah, for him. Sure. I feel like is his size. I mean, he—he's—he's he's competent. I um, he's more than competent with with you know, the ball in his hands and his shooting's okay. But some of his on-ball
0: see. defense is quite good at times too. So, but yeah,
1: yeah. And Diallo, him. the Pistons beat the Heat the other night, and Diallo played really well in that game. And I was like, huh, this is interesting. Like, can he do this in like a playoff context? I mean, you know, he's a player. The Pistons can continue to build around and grow. He can grow with their young core. But I was just like, hmm, is this like a young, young player that a playoff team could be looking for? Probably not because, you know, young guys and playoffs don't really mix. Right. Right.
0: I could see somebody asking after Frank Jackson, though, in the same, you know, just scoring punch off the bench, like he could be a trade option here. Um, But yeah, Uh, but Diallo did move up the depth chart this year, what he's sitting at eighth or ninth now, I can't quite remember. But he was below some other guys, Josh Jackson was getting time, uh, and he wasn't, Um, you know, some others. Corey Joseph was getting tons of minutes, etc. etc. But um the confidence in Diallo seems to be rising, same with Saban Lee there.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, is yeah. it time? Is it time to talk Hornets now?
0: Let's do it. The Hornets, a ton of young talent, a anchor of Gordon Hayward and this contract. What do they do? What do they do with these? I mean, they got Lamelo's well, fantastic. There are a bunch of guys, you know, Bridges is playing out of his head this season. PJ Washington has maybe made some strides here. Kelly Oubre showed up in a huge way when they had all of those guys out in the protocols. Um, There's a lot to like about the Hornets. How do they get better and pivot toward truly competing for the East?
1: Yeah, um, I've been really fascinated by the Hornets. I watch them a lot because I'm a big LaMelo fan. And it just feels like they're going to wind up stuck on the treadmill of mediocrity if they're not careful. And they sort of initiated this process by giving Gordon Hayward the contract that they did. Um, I believe he's making 29.9 million this year. Um, And I believe that's scheduled to go up. Um, and, you know, the, uh, Kelly Oubre is signed for two years. So another year after this one, which is a nice get uh, because he's not like an immediately an expiring contract. And the way he's shooting the ball from three this year, they were probably going to either have to like pay him extra to keep him or just have to let him go. Um, so it just feels like, you know, Gordon Hayward's got a big contract. Terry Rozier just got an extension that maybe some people would question the uh, how steep it, the price was. Um, Lamella Ball and Miles Bridges are really good, and Miles Bridges is up for a new contract this year. And despite the fact that Lamella Ball and Miles Bridges are really good, and despite the fact that t- Gordon Hayward is pretty efficient this season, yeah. Um, they just they feel kind of like a paper tiger, you know. Um <laughs> sure. they have they have one of the worst defenses in the league. They got drubbed the other night by the Blazers, which was part of the problem. Um, they went from I think 19th to last in defensive rating after that game but even before that they were 19th and they were like fifth, I think in the league in turnovers. Um, and they just, they just kind of rely on these junk defenses, uh, to speed you up and and get turnovers. And it just feels like, I'm not sure how many more seasons they can do this. And it feels like Lamello and bridges are maybe slightly ahead of schedule or just are at a point where you kind of need to hand the keys over to them. Um, And maybe even take a step back. Like they don't—they don't have a good way to improve because I think rival GMs are going to view Gordon Hayward as a negative contract and as someone whose injury issues make him unreliable to count on. Like a playoff team with a big contract. Like you could see them getting like I don't know maybe the Ben Ben Simmons and Daryl Morey get so far down the line that they're like, what can we get from the Hornets for Ben Simmons, right? But it's just like you can't count on Gordon Hayward to be healthy for the full stretch run on the playoffs so it's like we can't really do anything here so I just feel like they probably need to I'm not saying tank like they should try to win they can pretty much be in the race up until the very end of the season and then kind of do a quick drop off that way it's not a bad experience for their fans but I just don't see very many ways for them to get better PJ Washington like you said is improving and could be traded but he makes so little money you can't really trade him for that much right now So it's just, it seems like a tough situation.
0: Yeah, I'm looking down the depth chart here, and there's not a lot coming up. You know, maybe Kai Jones becomes something. Maybe Nick Richards does. Maybe Book Knight does. Jalen McDaniels, I'm assuming there's a kind of ceiling on, even though he could be a functional rotation piece.
1: Yeah. I feel like, yeah, there's not
0: much left here. (laughs) Book Knight should be playing. I mean... He's been I rough feel, when he's played, though. His his um, I haven't checked in on him. Lately, just
2: given his, given Jalen's assessment of the team, just like he should be playing. You know, go out there, turn the ball over, put up a bunch of inefficient shots, and uh, get it out of your system. And uh, you know, yeah, you come back stronger for it. Yeah, it
1: feels like they're sort of, I don't know, like I mean, I think the team is legitimately good on offense and they're tough to handle, especially when the three ball is falling for a couple of their players on the same night. But I just don't think that they're going to be a real playoff, like I feel like if they had Rashawn Holmes rather than Mason Plumley and they had <laughs> another like solid wing, um, yeah, you know, if if magically like um Jeremy Grant was on this team or even someone slightly worse than him, then I would be like, man, I really don't want to play this team in the first round of the playoffs. You know, they would it's be also that, just like
2: how it's really interesting. You say that because how much could just be fixed if they could just get Plumlee out of the picture and get a competent center. I mean, of course, like well, Rashawn they were fun Holmes. to
0: watch when he was yeah. hurt and running small and you know Rashawn
2: Holmes is is wishing pretty big given the way he's yeah. played over the last two
1: seasons. But I mean he they could have signed him in the off season. <laughs> like yeah, the kings didn't cheap. pay him that much. He was like cheap. that's what I understand. <laughs> <laughs> like Nobody Mason was making there. eight million and Rashawn Holmes is making ten. Like I it doesn't make sense to me, but that's they can't do anything about it now.
0: Yeah, I had more Confidence in Rashawn Holmes and almost every actual GM in the game.
1: Yeah, and like I offered the trade; they could trade Gordon Hayward for Marvin Bagley and Harrison Barnes. And like, I don't know. Like to me, Harrison Barnes is like not so much worse than Gordon Hayward that I feel like I'm losing that trade if I'm the Kings. But like, I mean, if I'm the the Hornets, but I don't like I don't know how. GMs view those players because like on the one hand if I'm the Hornets I'm like you don't even want to play Marvin Bagley just hand him to us make the right. money work you know right. you're getting a vet guy who's under three years who's on under contract for three years you know Harrison Barnes coming off in a, another year so sooner so you you might have you to know. pay him again so I'd be like this seems like it, it works for you but like if they don't believe in Gordon Hayward enough then it, it really doesn't work you know right
0: and i don't think anybody believes in gordon hayward enough right now and yeah it makes it a tough situation he just looks very i don't know thick and creaky yeah Um, so i don't know it feels (laughs) like
1: hopefully the future is better for the hornets in like three years or they just you know i don't know they just need to figure out how to get some draft assets and move up in the draft going forward
0: so there are a ton of other teams we could talk about here. The Nets have talked about adding a piece with Claxton, maybe Kyrie, Cam Thomas going out. Um, the Rockets have a bunch of guys I think that are going to be traded. I don't know if Wood will get traded now that they moved him to the five and he's doing so much better there and seems a little happier. But I could see Tice going out. Uh, Eric Gordon's shown out pretty well. I could see a playoff team wanting his scoring punch there's also still daniel house dj augustine john wall down the road for them um i would love to see them make some other moves toward their rebuild and i'm not sure they need any of those guys for it
1: yeah i mean this is random i'm going backwards but what do we think uh masai ujiri thinks of pascal siakam
0: he wants to trade him
1: Okay, so what does he think? Of, what does he think of Ben Simmons? Then I guess is the question because that seems yeah. like a natural trade.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems like the Raptors don't like a bunch of their players, and I'm not—I don't think they love Siakam though. They seem to have more confidence in them at the five. Uh, yeah. and, and, and you know, I could see that version working, but... Um,
1: yeah, they um, don't like Goran Dragic. They don't seem to like Chris Boucher. They, they, they
0: hate Chris Boucher. Like, it's <laughs> crazy they're not playing him. Yeah, to the, know, the dismay we,
1: of every fantasy player. We
0: saw Malachi Flynn explode last spring in fantasy, and he's he's lost time to Delano Banton, who I'd never heard of before this season.
1: Yeah, so, I mean... It's yeah. a weird
0: mix there. I have no idea what the Toronto Raptors will do.
1: I mean, they don't like guys who can shoot anyways. So I mean I feel like Ben Simmons fits in. They like fixing up the jump shots of their draft picks and
0: Well, Scotty Barnes wasn't supposed to have one.
1: Exactly. He so, looks I pretty mean, dang good. <laughs> this is this is right up their alley.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of so crazy. Wait, when,
2: that... Yeah, when go the, Kyle. When the COVID things for the raptors came down are there is their game canceled now with malachi flynn and didn't because fred van Bleet's out too wow
0: yeah i yo yeah you all comes out also they have yeah adanunbi wantanabi
2: oof yeah they they um don't have many guys left Yeah, no. Now I'm remembering it. They were the team that was flying only like six players to Chicago, and have they're having to have new players come in just to field a team. They have
0: eleven or twelve guys injured or in the protocols. Um,
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: that's a that's a mess. I mean, this is like this. This isn't the NBA I want to see. Is my yeah.
2: I think. I mean. I think that their vaccination rates were so high when they were saying it was like 97% of players had had the two doses um, way above the general population. And that something like 60 odd percent had gotten the booster with those kinds of numbers. I think silver is probably making a fine call by having the season go on where you're okay. like, yeah, we're all going to be living with this. And yeah. you know, having had close, you know, close friends now be getting it and understand yeah. that it's kind of like coming in and like, I've got a four-year-old daughter who can't get vaccinated yet. And of right. course I'm very, very mindful of that. And I think, you know, rightly very cautious about it. Yeah. Um, but I'm also um, realistic about the fact that it's with us it, they're going to be more variants. We're going to just be dealing with yeah. this. And the so, new flu. and so it's like, you know, once it becomes something that's not completely overwhelming ERs and not, you know, and right. that isn't people dying um, or being in the ER, you know, then I think that um, right. Yeah. We just have to like deal with it as best we can sit out while we're out and, and, uh, you know, get back to it when, when we recover. And, um, I just really want my, I just, I just want all I want, I want kids who are a little younger to be able to get it. If they can get a flu vaccine, you know, like yeah. figure out a way for them to get these, uh, these COVID vaccines because we, uh, living in here yeah. is no fun.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think, I think uh, Adam Silver said pretty much exactly that, um, that, you know, I think the NBA is taking the stance. He had a, he was talking to Malika Andrews today, I believe, you know, uh, essentially that the NBA is taking a stance that, you know, COVID is, is here to stay to a certain extent. And so we right. kind of have to learn to live with it. Um, and, you know, there's probably maybe this is like corporate speak and maybe it is also truth, even though it is corporate speak about how the NBA um, can possibly set an example for the rest of society about how to smartly and as safe as possible live with COVID. Um, and they did a weird change thing the, to say, but the, yeah. the,
2: the
0: behavior, but they have, you know, they reinstituted some policies that should lead to safer behavior here. And I definitely appreciate that. And yeah, they have been a good example uh, long before lots of other organizations and entities have been. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I hope they continue to, to to stay out in front on all of that. Um, there is one trade possibility I don't have a solution for, but I think is an interesting case. The Utah Jazz, um, we've seen them played out of the playoffs uh, with matchups the last couple of seasons we saw them lose a couple of games recently uh in the same way basically a really good ball handler destroys the utah jazz who do they get on ball to remove that possibility or do they just hope for the right matchup that they squeak through i don't You'll see a team not that playing kind of play- them that way
2: can they get ben simmons there it is and if- and, yeah. And if they can get Ben Simmons, then I mean, I, I would. Maybe Jeremy that. Grant. I would love that.
1: That's Jeremy. what I was going to say. Jer- that's, can that's Jeremy Grant.
2: You, you think that Jeremy Grant would effectively be able to guard the point of attack for them? I mean,
0: not as well as Ben Simmons, obviously, but. Better than anybody else,
1: they have. But, but the thing was, like when they lost to the Clippers, it wasn't. There were five points of attack or four points of attack, except for sure. Rudy Gobert. Basically, everyone was getting blown by. So if you just sure up, like if Mike Conley is healthy, he's a solid defender. He slowed down his old in his old right. age, but he should still be able to defend. Donovan Mitchell is a great athlete, and I just have a. I'm just not accepting the fact that he can't defend. So um, <laughs> I've I'm seen say- him
0: defend. He can defend when yeah, yeah. when he wants to.
1: <laughs> so I'm just gonna say he needs to defend and then if you have Jeremy Grant and Rudy Gobert that's four out of the five that yeah. are like competent um but they kind of so, have
0: two holes right now right
1: yeah it's like bogey and angles yeah yeah you know one of those players is going to be on the floor basically anytime they're in their best lineups and they're right. just going to get targeted
0: and Clarkson's also getting targeted
1: and then Conley and Mitchell just because of sheer size if you're playing against a guy like LeBron or any other yeah. big wing is potentially going to be a target as well. So right. I think yeah, I think Grant is a great option and I mean it's about time they push some some picks in. They they're regular season <laughs> season juggernauts. <laughs> right? They shouldn't be they shouldn't be high picks. If you want to win a championship, push the push the picks in get Jeremy Grant, get the upgrade on the wing, get the, improve the defense. I mean, maybe there's a fear that their offense falls off enough that they don't become an elite team, but I mean, I just, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, one other team we haven't talked about, that seems I, in my view, certainly has to make a trade the Portland Trail Blazers. They're not good. I don't see them getting good enough to truly compete based on what I've seen this season. There could be a fire sale. Oh, that's a terrible pun for the Blazers. Um, I didn't say that, but I could see Nurkic, Covington, Larry Nance, Jr., Dame, CJ,
2: any of those guys going out. I just want yeah. to ask out. I mean, of course, just to go back one second. I mean, I of course know that like Ben Simmons and Rudy Gobert cannot play on the same team together like it does it, does, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I just want it to be traded anywhere like I said um, but yeah, they, they, yeah their offense would just ha- I mean, who knows Maybe gets, the, could, i I actually like as soon as I said it, it – could though, create I, a different the, scenario the one thing I'll say is you know Donovan Mitchell might be able to do it all on his own, you know you might <laughs> you might have just enough with Donovan Mitchell and that defense to take it home um but to, to go back to the blazers new conversation uh just just, just trade everybody just do just, it no just like i just want to appeal. <laughs> i want to appeal to dame here like i know that you just want to be the good guy but really we're on your side it's it hasn't worked <laughs> out like just ask out it's okay it's really it's okay it's okay i understand i understand that the fans in in portland are going to never forgive you for it and and that's okay too there just aren't that many of them (laughs) it's okay really really come to the rest of us it's
0: it's it does feel like that here and it doesn't feel like he's going to say it and if, you know, he made that decision and it feels like that isn't going to happen. But there's a, there's a Dame Lillard we love to watch and I don't see it happening with the Trailblazers anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems like Dame's not going to ask out and I think. I don't know. I said, I don't know if I've said this on the pod. I think I've said it in our conversations, but I feel like the tide is going to turn on Dame and the media. It just seems like he's sort of doing this. He's like almost like fetishizing his own loyalty to a point. I mean, everyone has a right to do what they want and do what makes them happy. So if if staying in Portland is what makes them happy and what's best for him and his family, but it's just, it's just yeah. the comments that he's putting out in the media. It just seems like he's just constantly putting it in our face that I'm loyal. I'm not interested in teaming up with anyone, yada, yada, yada. Even though it seems like there's also indication that he was flirting with LeBron James and the Lakers in the offseason yeah. and thinking about leaving and all these sorts of things. And it just seems like if he had been more decisive, Uh, One way or another, maybe, you know, maybe uh, roster decisions would be different. Um, You know, I don't know. And then the other thing I'll say for the Blazers, I have Yusuf Nurkic on my fantasy team and the Raz Jam And I was just – I've never really been a Yusuf Nurkic guy in terms of fantasy before. I kind of feel like he's just, like, never been on my radar. And he's not going to be on my radar after this season either because there are more (laughs) interesting ways to lose uh, playing fantasy basketball than Yusuf Nurkic. (laughs) The dude is seven feet tall, misses so many layups. He cannot finish around the basket. And half the games this season, he looks like he doesn't doesn't even want to be out there. So I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done with Yusuf Nurkic on on my fantasy teams. Hopefully – he gets in a new situation and he comes more energized next year. And then I'll be sorry that I didn't pick him, but you know, for now I'm just, I'm done.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm with you. There's just guys. I can't, you know, Dwight Powell has burned me way too many times and I just, I, I just can't do it. Anymore, and there are those guys. Um, Yeah, Nurkic is another. There, there are a bunch that throw up those empty stat stat lines or inefficient stat stat lines, and I just kind of lose my mind. I'm also realizing, Jalen, we did not discuss the Miami Heat. Lowry's playing better. Robinson's coming out. Jimmy Butler's been fantastic this season. Bam's well, hurt by this? coming back. PJ Tucker's playing well. Heroes improved. They have Ola Depot coming off the off the IL. Gabe Vincent's been great.
2: Do they need to make a trade? I mean, I don't but even before, know. Before, before you say this, before you say this, I just want to point this <laughs> out right now because it's happening as we're speaking. And I've been oh? tracking it, tracking it the whole time we've been on. The Pacers have basically sent out a healthy roster today. They started Sabonis, Holiday, Turner, Brogdon, Lavert, and the Heat have sent out a, a you know a terribly injured roster, putting out Deadman, Um, You know who's at the uh, four tonight with with PJ out? They don't have one. They they're going <laughs> with uh, a second point guard and two shooting guards. So they don't even have they have no forwards on their team. To start the game, putting out Max Trust, um, uh oh. Gabe Vincent, uh, oh, they moved Kyle Duncan Lowry, Robinson and Duncan Robinson up to the four. Right, and so they're they're like way way undermanned here, and they've run up a score of 39-26 to start the game. And uh, I
0: love Gabe Vincent though, like he like uh, have you developed any affection for him, Jalen? Like I, he's been fun to watch and just like he brings it. I like it.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I looked at that Indiana-Miami game and I was like, oh, this is a terrible TNT game. I feel like besides the uh, Butler-Warren scuffle, I feel like usually Miami and Indiana don't play the most exciting games. Um right you know they Miami beat them in the playoffs recently and like i don't know it just uh, the the pacers are boring i find the pacers yep. incredibly boring i'm sorry chris sorry chris i, I find <laughs> the pacers really boring but um yeah i just i don't know i mean i don't know if the heat really have a cap room to make any moves at this point okay. yeah. but um i mean i think their moves are getting bam and jimmy back um and and hero yeah. back and like You know, maybe they can get a buyout or something. I think they just called up someone from the G League recently. I think their moves are going to be smaller and on the margins like that. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, I see that. I see that. So, all right. I think we've talked about all of the big trades happening. The Mavericks, they need a trade, but I don't know if it happens this season unless they trade Brunson out before they have to re-up
2: him. Um, Yeah, any other trades you guys wanted to hit on? I want now – jeremy grant for ben simmons i want it to somehow happen i just i don't really even care how i don't i don't care how it plays out for the pistons right now it doesn't matter to me it's just get ben simmons out get the pistons some talent um see how it plays out if it doesn't work um he'll be valuable in another trade
0: i love that as the last word simmons get him out of that situation. Grant, we know his future isn't with the Pistons. Let's move on and change the storyline. Let's end it right there. That is this episode of the Shot Tower pod. We are turning off the
2: phantom power. Cheers.